close or something like that and not give an introduction. But you know, I kind of do that all the time. So who 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 is this guy, Nate? I never, I've I've seen him around here and there. He he may be he may be somewhat important in the sport. I actually have no idea who he is, but I seem to see his uh, name holding a lot of trophies as of late. Yeah, so especially uh, in the last twelve months, he looks to be a yeah, nice promising up and comer. <laughs> nice promising up and comer. Yeah, I've heard he's got potential. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it pans out. <laughs> I heard as long as he can keep him away from girls and uh, you know those. Uh, those the that booze and stuff. He's he might he might have a chance. What do you think, Alvin? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> no, that's awesome, uh, Alvin. We're joined with you today. How how's it going? All good so far. Arrived safely at home, and uh, yeah, well, not much to to relax. Uh, Got to go to the table back probably with the uh, beginning of next week. Prepare for uh, the. World Temple and the Las Vegas Open. Yep. Well, the the Moscone Cup tickets were just released about an hour ago. They sold out already. Were you able to get yours yet? I know that you really want to be in the stands to be able to watch Europe, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I didn't really try to get one. I'll hopefully get a, a different ticket than you, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, are I you think, are you VIP yeah. shaming me right there? Are you VIP shaming me? Uh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> he's Hopefully one of like can, the 10 people on earth that can go and crack that joke to you nate that that's it you know? <laughs> if you can't have fun what can you have you know well no i mean yeah. this is uh obviously this is a non-ranking event but uh you know at the end of the day even if you don't end up qualifying as one of the three it's pretty hard to look at a nine ball matchroom event that you've already snapped off and think that uh you know you don't you don't have a real you know, solid chance, even if you don't qualify as the one, one through three, that you're still going to be getting in, I would assume. Got to feel good about that at this point. I mean, of course, I, I won a lot of tournament in the in the last 12 months, but that doesn't guarantee me a, a spot. You know, I mean, it's still uh, almost uh, nine months ago. So uh, it's quite hard to say. I mean, of course, I, I started the, the year good with the, with the PLP win, but there are so many more tournaments to come, you know, and uh, but I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully, of course, I can qualify through the ranking and not have to hope for a wild card. How different are the conditions, or how different is it mentally being on, let's say, like a Derby City, which I know this was your first year, or let's say the international, compared to being on a matchroom stage? Well, Derby City is something special, I would say. Um, it's it's totally different to other tournaments you know where you have a a schedule where you know when to play and uh, with the buyback it was a little bit crazy because i know right now that if i go there a second time i'm gonna do the buyback as late as i can because uh, i think they were so far behind the schedule that uh, i did the buyback right away and there were only like i don't know maybe 10 15 players in round seven and then I, I draw uh, Sanchez. He gave me a six pack and I was out. So, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, you and also PLP, you can really compare with any other tournament. I think nowhere else you have so many back-to-back -back matches or, or even six, seven, eight matches per day, uh, which is crazy. Um, but I think it, it fits me, I don't know. I think that's the only thing I can I can say by winning uh, two in a row. Um, of course, you you will have ups and downs. I mean, in the end of the day, we're just humans, you know. So um, and uh, we make mistakes. I think pretty much every player had a really bad day during the tournament, and uh, but I was still glad that I, I made it through stage uh, stage three, even when I had a bad day. So it's it's rough. Well, I think this is uh so I, I had uh, kind of mentioned this to Emily and just asked what her opinion on it was, but obviously you've won this event twice now. And I would say of, of all the players who, you know, are you know, what I would consider consummate professionals, meaning like they actually take their, their health and fitness off the table um, just as seriously as their, their work on the table. I would consider you definitely falling into that. Maybe, maybe one of the best in the world at it. You, you're constantly running. You're constantly, you know, keeping yourself in shape. Do you think that that actually helps you with these events? And you think that that's part of the reason why you're able to to hold yourself together on day seven and day eight as well as you do? 
I mean, of course, there, there has to be something what what I do different to to other players, you know. And I think when it comes down to to sports off the table, uh, I think I'm one out of maybe three or whatever, or maybe four who I see in the gym or or having a run th- uh, during a tournament. You know, before it was always the the co brothers uh, who were who did cardio pretty much every day, and uh, but. Actually, now you see Jason sometimes, but I think when? I've never seen. Oh, Jason when was the last Moscone. time? <laughs> at at Moscone Cup. <laughs> I know. He, he, he uh, I love you, Jason. You went there, Nate. You had to go there, buddy. Yeah. No, I, I know he gained some weight, but uh, that's fine. You know, I mean, he, he opened a pool hole. He said he's there like 10 hours per day, but he's still doing uh, some fitness. He did pretty much every day at Moscone yeah. Cup. Um, I'm also going to the gym with with Max a couple of times, you know, and uh, someone I always see at pretty much every tournament is Alex Kazakis. Um, he's uh, he changed pretty much everything in in his life before he said uh, he's sleeping till noon and whatever, and then going to practice. And so finally we had a talk, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to practice at I'm at the practice table at maybe between seven and eight a.m. Uh, because of because of my daughter and uh, then uh, having a run or or biking or whatever and actually that that idea I don't know suits him and and so he started also working out he's going for for running and everything and he's feeling like a different person now he told me and I think he's also playing different what's what's tougher winning a matchroom event or putting the kids to bed (laughs) oh well both is is quite tough sometimes i mean there <laughs> she's in an age now where it's quite easy you know uh, do some reading before before heading to bed and uh, then it's fine it takes only like 10 minutes so it's not that oh, tough anymore you're you're, you're you're lucky my man <laughs> yeah i i will say this in defense of jason going back to that i've ate at his rest or at his uh, pool pool room before if i lived near his pool room i'd be like 700 pounds that, the food there is so good. I mean, anybody who's in that, uh, where is he's in Salem, Connecticut, I think is it, or is it Orange, Connecticut? One, wherever it is in Connecticut, it's. I mean, if I, if you don't go there all the time and frequent that place, you're missing out because that food is, that is some good food. Okay. All right. So any, anyways, Elvin, uh, I guess in the pantheon of your wins, now you've you've won this event twice. You've won the World Championship. You've won a Moscone Cup. I twice. mean, all of the. All of the things that have happened in there in the last basically year and a half. Oh, sorry, you won the VG10 2.0. I'm sure that's that's very high <laughs> up on your list. Too. Yeah, uh, uh, I mentioned it every time. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I saw it on your Wikipedia page. It was actually the the, the highest one, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. When they introduce yeah. them at Derby, that's what they start with, Nate. The VG10. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I paid them a lot of money to yeah. do that. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still paying that off. I'm still paying that off. Where does this one fall? Uh, I, obviously, it's a second win, but where does it fall in kind of the pantheon of where you consider your wins the last couple of years? Um, well, you know, it's it's 16 of the of the best players. Um, it's a tough field. I think pretty much every match is like coin flip. Um, I mean, there are some favorites on paper, but still on the race to five against the top 16, top 20 player, I think it's it's a coin flip, to be honest. Uh, 31 matches throughout eight days. You play back to back. You're kind of always under pressure. Um, you cannot really relax uh, th- throughout the day. So I think that's definitely, I would say, top three. Wow! And of course, it's a matchroom event. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's no coincidence the the consistency that you've had. What 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 would you credit that most to? Because it's easy to in nine ball to go and say things got to go perfect for you to win one event but to have all the successes throughout last year and then defending this year and what i agree with you it's it's coin flip what's what's the secret without giving too much away to you know your competition to be honest i think it's it's pretty much the the fitness thing because um um, it gives me some some extra power. It gives me more uh, consistency. So um, I think uh, throughout the tournament where you're playing the morning, where you're playing the evening um, with jet lag, everything, I think that's that's the point uh, where 
I don't know, like players like Orcolo in the final, he just um, played horrible, to be honest, at the international. Yeah. Um, because throughout the day, if you have like three, four matches, you, I maybe had just more, uh, more power left in the tank and uh, more energy. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. The, the the fitness, I would say, I think that that made the difference in the end at many tournaments. I would say. So I haven't asked you this, I don't think in the past before, but of course, fitness is a huge part of it, but you know, your, your diet is a huge, it, I would assume it's gotta be a huge part of it too. Do, do you take your uh, diet as seriously as you take your, your practice and your fitness? I mean, at home, I'm, I'm trying to, to eat healthy, to eat good. Um, but at tournaments, it's, it's just tough. crazy tough. You know, I mean, of course, during the pandemic, uh, where all the restaurants were closed, um, it was it was even even tougher. I mean, now like in Milton Keynes, it's it's fine, you know, with the restaurants open again. But in America, like at Derby City, it was just horrible, you know. I mean, there was, I mean, the food was okay, but it's it's food where you feel sick after, you know. <laughs> and you're, uh, you're ready to take a nap after you get done eating that yeah, burger yeah. from from the food court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So that the. That doesn't really help you and i think throughout like if you're there for 10 14 days i think it's quite tough you know to to put on a, a diet and eat just salad and whatever um it's crazy tough but the, it was also the worst thing was always in china i think where you eat like 10 days rice noodles and uh, that's pretty much it that sounds like a dream to me i don't know maybe i'm american <laughs> <laughs> What what are your goals for this year, Albin? I mean, I know you got a lot of stuff coming up. It's a full schedule. It's it's easy to kind of like look to the future and say, obviously, you want to be there in December. Um, but each mm. event is different, and you're jumping from playing nine ball at the PLP to next month uh, out in Vegas playing ten ball. Um, how do you continue to stay motivated? And and what are your goals in the next, let's say, couple months and in, in the next year? I mean, to stay motivated is quite easy because it's it's just my job. So it's it's kind of a, a mindset, you know. And of but you've won everything. How how do you keep no, that yeah, fire yeah. going when you? I've oh, won well, the world there, championship. There. I'm Moscone Cup champion. I've done all these things. I mean, there are new tournaments on the calendar. I mean, we got the U.S. Open. We got the U.K. Open. Uh, yeah, of no. course, finally, I want to win uh, a ten ball tournament from the Prada Tour. Uh, and of course, uh, a big one is the World Games this year. I'm going to be in Alabama um, this year. I uh, only did a fifth place in the in the last one, so that's a big one for me. And, uh, yeah, of course, Moscone Cup is always the highlight at the end of the year, but that's a long, long way to go. So, I, I guess, with you winning basically everything for the last year, give me one player, or no players, who you still would not play in, let's say, a race to 109 ball. And then another player in race to 110 ball. Is there anybody you're afraid of in either of those games? A 10 ball, I would. Uh, there are definitely a bunch of players I would never play. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think uh, starting with with uh, Shane or Fedor or uh, even Josh. I think 10 ball. I mean, if, if it's with with template, I would. There are maybe just a few I wouldn't play. But uh, with with the rack, I think I'm I'm one of the worst. Um, <laughs> nine ball also it, it depends on the on the rack, of course. If you do with with template or uh, with the ref racking, I think of course I would play everyone. It doesn't matter who. But I think there are, of course players who can who can beat me. There um there is no doubt about it. I mean Josh was very very close to beat me, you know, in in this tournament. Um, Shane as well. So, I mean, it's not like I'm I'm just two levels better better than than everybody because I won the tournament. It's just maybe in the end I just uh, could handle the pressure better than others. Well, let's talk about Shane because you brought him up and that was a hell of a match. I think you're up something like six to two, six to three, something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and I was then, always like two wrecks up. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the end of it, he kind of just one you know one little window here or there and it's six six the match on the other table ends so you guys end up with a longer a longer break in between than what you would have which normally was, which was probably good for me because that's what uh, i wanted to six... know because me and nate were debating about this the other day 
I think it would. Yeah, be good. I mean, I, I took a timeout anyway, um, so it didn't really matter. Um, I mean that that I had a huge bounce. I mean, I, I don't know if 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 someone saw it on the on TV or YouTube channel. But I had a huge bounce from the was it three to the four or something. Oh God! How did you and, end up uh, there, Albor? How did you yeah, end up I, like that on there? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe. And uh, then, of course, yeah. I mean, you can you can talk about it or debate about it. If I would have ran out with the less um, break in between, um, it's it's hard to say, and we will never find out. But uh, luckily for I you, I was. Uh, hmm? Yeah. Luckily for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, of course it, it could have gone either way, but uh, I think it's it it was not a big issue or 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 something that really really helped me because actually, to be honest, I was I was uh, a little bit angry that we had to wait like five minutes for 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 uh, starting the match again. You can tell you were a little bit on tilt. You know, your face kind of kind of says it all at times. Um, yeah, because the... <laughs> I, I didn't understand, you know, I mean, they could have just switched for like one and a half minute break, but we took the full five minute break to get yeah. for one wreck to our table. So I was a little bit angry on that. And uh, yeah, but it is what it is. And uh, I, it had a good ending for me. What are you thinking when you're getting down on that one ball to go and break them? Because it it's it's everything. The break is everything I, for you guys. I just didn't want to scratch, to be honest. Um, I think uh, making a ball was was like almost hundred percent. You know, I just wanted to 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 have a good stroke on on the break and uh, not scratching. I think that was the main thing. But I hit it actually perfect. Just got a little hit from the two ball, and from there on, I mean, I had uh, one tough shot, the three ball, where I got a little bit lucky for position on the four. Um, but uh, it was like a hidden hope shot for position because I had no time left, and uh, so I just went for it. Yep. Well, here we'll uh, we'll ask this question from Little Chris. Uh, what was going through your mind in the last rack against Joshua Filler, and as well, Shane? Because we're kind of on that uh, that kind of same topic as well. Hmm. It was pretty much the same. You you want to hit a good break, of course. Um, I hit it very good, I would say. Um, I was I was quite nervous, to be honest. But I was I was still feeling good, you know, like uh, uh, I could do it. But when I when I saw the <laughs> actually the the two ball, it was it was tough because I had a tough angle and uh, there was not really a, a gap to to get a good to get in good shape for the three ball. The three ball was was close to the side pocket, um, so I need a good angle to go to the four ball, and. Uh, it was it was it was a tough final wreck. How do you not get down mentally when you're in that final and you're trailing already four zero in a race to seven, you know, against you know Josh mm -hmm. Filler sit, sitting across from you? To be honest, I when it was four zero, I thought it's gonna be a whitewash, uh, like hundred percent. That the way he played till four four uh, zero was incredible. He made some incredible shots. I mean, he made mistakes, position mistakes. But he played some incredible shots, and uh, so then actually it started. I think the jump. He, missed, he took on the jump. No, no first he he missed the one ball. Then I had an uh, illegal yeah. break where he took on the jump. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't really understand because there was no need to do it, and uh, then on four two, he played a. A very weak push out, I would say. I think there were many other options to play push out. I couldn't believe it, Alvin, because the eight ball sitting yeah. right there in the corner and the, that bank for ball. a guy like you, the or two, two, ball, two yeah. ball. I mean, it yeah. seemed like it, the, the bank was was pretty pretty lock solid for a guy like you to go and, yeah, and combo I mean, that. You, you, I had a big window there, you know, to right. to play the combo, and uh, and he knew I have to go for it. I mean, there's there's no reason you can't give that to, back. to give it there's back. No, way. no, no chance. <laughs> And that actually opened uh, the match back for me. And I think the next one I ran out and it was 4-4 again. So it was everything open. Yeah. And I think uh, I th maybe it was that rack. Maybe it was uh, at 5-5, at five, five, but uh, he missed a seven ball too. That what It was actually after he missed four. Yeah. That, that I missed the, the five ball. Yeah. Oh, and, then right he, there and, too. and then he and then he gave it back yeah. to you. What were you thinking when he gave you that back with the seven? 
thank you. <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, you, you're sitting in, in the chair, and I was actually kind of preparing for for my uh, next uh, break. You know, um, to to get the uh, focus again, and uh, because it was still not over. You know, you you got a break. You can run out to go hill hill. Um, but uh, of course, when you see the the seven ball and the eight in the pocket and the nine, you never think against the Josh that that you would come back on the table. Yeah, I mean he's he he's pretty deadly, and a lot of you Europeans are. We've we've seen a lot of successes starting off in twenty one from you know uh, Moscone Cup teammates and guys who have been on the team before. Um, let's talk about it for just a second. How how tough of a team? is Team Europe going to go and put together this year? Because we've seen Jason just running out balls from everywhere. Josh is in the finals of pretty much everything. You're picking up right where you left off. And then you got Federer, who was left off last year, who pretty much wins all of Derby City. No, I mean, you, you got so many more players to, to pick from. You got Sanchez, who won the Derby City. Right. Um, of course, you got David, uh, who always goes deep in the tournament. Uh, you got... Uh, Alex Kazakis uh, is playing pretty good. Alex Kazakis won the Temple tournament, and I think uh, he's looking good this year. Eklund, you you never know what, what, what you actually get. Um, I mean, he <laughs> played uh, quite quite horrible at the PLP, but he can recover quickly, you know, and come back strong. Uh, Max had a had a decent and, or I would say, good year, but uh, never got really really deep in the tournaments, like fifth or ninth. So he needs a a breakthrough through again like the like at the international so you've right. got so many players to we're look not even into mentioning, for this year we're not even mentioning players like mario he or victor Zelinski yeah, or dennis graba you know <laughs> you yeah. know those those players were all playing real good hmm. yeah, yeah i mean it's 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 going to be pretty tough right uh it's a lot easier on the u.s side isn't it <laughs> yeah i mean look the the players we got we got way too much and actually I would say America got maybe like one team who could really uh, be a good team you know not like uh, just five individual players uh, putting together and hope for the best you know I think they got maybe six players maybe let's say seven who also competed at the big stage already at matchroom events who could really do good or did good in previous years but then still I mean. There's, I think, no team from team or to bring out one team from USA who would be favorite against Team Europe. Doesn't matter, I think, who you well, put together. Well, take us through because you're describing one team. So, what is that one team in your eyes? Um, to be honest, I think it's, of course, I mean, Shane, uh, Skyler, Billy, I would say Chris, Reinhold, and uh, yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I would maybe pick Earl. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. He he. You just want someone you know, to go on the treadmill with. No, he's he's <laughs> he's fearless. You know, he he doesn't really care yeah, if there are three thousand people. Of course, he's he's tough tough to to look at and tough to take sometimes. But uh, he's a crazy good player. I mean, there there is yeah. no doubt about it. And uh, I think Tyler. I'm not sure. They were a real a little bit rough on him last year, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, they were rough on Sky uh, too, but he laughed at him, and then that everybody just loves him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. I mean, you, then you also get Oscar, but Oscar doesn't really play on the, on the big stage. You know, he doesn't really play there. Of course, uh, who else you got? Uh, Jeremy Sose. Okay, he got ninth at the World Nine Ball or something, but uh, also for the big stage, I'm not sure. So I think uh, Shane Skyler, Billy. Um, Chris and Earl would be my team for Team USA. Who's one of your toughest opponents on matchroom stages out of those, let's say, out of those five? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest fights I had with Skyler, I believe. Um, I mean, it was every every time we, we faced each other was at Moscone Cup. I think we never played at uh other ranking tournament against each other but like five six times already at moscone cup and uh he was always the toughest opponent for me 
it seems like every time it's when it's a guy like a you or a Jason or a Josh, he steps up to the moment, you know, where it, and it's always seems to be one or two little mistakes that go and change the whole the whole match because you guys are essentially just throwing or exchanging punches back to back to back to back. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think uh, we had some some good matches and uh, looking forward to to play again, you know play him again and the uh, Moscone Cup. I've, I had a bad match against him last year. Um, didn't really feel good, but also because of the day before where we did the huge mistake with uh, playing uh, where Ackland played the two two shots in a row. I think I uh, got a little bit too hard on myself with, with that error, um, but uh, fair play to him. He played a good match. You, I think you mentioned that as the biggest mistake of your career. Why do you like? Why would you wait it like that? I mean, at that time, you know, because Moscone Cup is is once uh, per year, so um, uh, you gotta be or you want to be ready. You you gotta be ready. Um, it's anyway doesn't matter if with fans or not with fans. It's it's tough to play. Uh, you put some pressure on yourself, and uh, to lose in that kind of a way was just you know I'm, I'm i'm quite hard on myself um if i do mistakes i think everyone knows that and uh i think that was maybe yeah like i said one of the biggest mistakes i ever did because actually shot clock fits me but in this moment it was crazy we talked after it um we didn't even think about we we didn't have a clue anymore that we were already on the table before <laughs> So um, it was just uh, very, very stupid and painful afterwards, of course. In, 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 in my mind, that's what makes you a leader of that team. You know, we saw that of Darren for many, many years, you know, where guys who are just unspoken captains or leaders out there. And I think it's with statements like that is what makes you, you know, that team's leader out there, Alvin. For my Thank money. You. Appreciate it. So jumping uh, topics a little bit, um, if you could win one tournament this year, like you were guaranteed to win one tournament, and you could choose between the U.S. Open, the World 10 Ball, and the World 9 Ball, which one would you choose and why? I think U.S. Open. Because you haven't um, won that one before? Yeah, I mean, I also didn't win the World 10 Ball, but the uh, U.S. Open, you know, it has, has such a big history, you know, and uh, 256 players on a huge stage you know all the names all the good players come together um competing there and uh, like i said being us open champion you know that's a huge name in pretty much every sport on the planet and uh, i think that that would be a very very special and rare moment in my career i think that'd be a really good topper uh is that of course, you have to ha want to get a U.S. Open and a World 10 ball. You said you haven't won either of those. Um, what's another big title that you haven't won? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, as far as the huge events, that seems like it's basically it for you. Is is there any other yeah, I mean, tournaments on your radar that you'd like to win? I mean, you, you got the U.S. Uh, the, the U.K. Open for the first time this year, yeah, which is basically a little bit like the U.S. Open, just in the U.K., you know, from the format. Um, so it's going to be also crazy tough. I mean... The World Games, you know, is something special, something unique, uh, uh, where I think it's 16 players, 16 of the best players in the world, or maybe 10 <laughs> the best players of the world and like six wild cards <laughs> from different continents. No, it's just because every continent has to play there. Right. I remember I played a guy, was it three, four years ago? I never saw before. Uh, uh, I had no clue who he is, and I uh, played him first round, and uh, I never saw him before. So I would say he's still one of the best players come together there. And, uh, you know, it's just, I think, a special tournament to represent your your country um, at the, the World Games. So that would be a, a, a great tournament to win, I think. I think the American fans would go even more on tilt if another if a european comes over and wins the us open i'm just saying you guys have already won a lot this year <laughs> yeah is 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 the world games as close to like the olympics as we can get right now alvin yeah 
I mean, it's it's hard. Uh, I just watched the the Winter Olympics, and uh, it's it's hard to see also in the Summer Olympics uh, what kind of sports are in the Olympics or just got into the Olympics. You know, uh, it's it's tough. I don't know if we're not big enough or or if there's not enough money involved to get into the to the Olympics. But I think pool or Q sports. I think pretty much everyone on this planet has already played one of the Q sports, either carom, snooker or pool. Doesn't matter if he's like eight years old or 80 years old. And uh, so it's it's hard to see what kind of sports get into the Olympics. I, I hope to that we get in there until I'm, I'm still active player. But I think it's going to be a tough and long way. Well, I mean, with with ambassadors like you being professional, like Nate said, you know, being the faces of, and not just nine ball, but I mean, obviously nine balls, you know, what Matchroom's pushing and it's Vogue and it's right now and, and all the, it's on TV all the time, but it at least, it's a good step forward, you know, because having ambassadors well, think, and faces yeah. of, of, of sports is important. Let's let's have yeah. this debate because I think I think it's a fun one with Alvin being here because we've talked about this on the podcast before and I I personally do not believe that pool is worthy of being in the Olympics and I don't think it's uh, worthy of being in the Olympics because you you can't even point to a single organization and be like you know this runs our sport you you kind of can now to a lesser degree with Matchroom and, and especially the last couple of years because they've actually stepped up and tried to take a leading role where I feel like in the past they've been much more hesitant to want to do that but I mean. Let's go back to two, three years ago when uh, the the win. I guess one year ago, I guess when the Summer Olympics were. But let's go back to five years ago. Pool was in such shambles. It, it's it's almost an insult to even think that it would be worthy of the Olympics with how you know disjointed it is and how there's just no organization anywhere. I didn't think it was worthy of the Olympics. Now I think we're getting closer. I think the matchroom is doing a lot of great things. Do you think that it's worthy of being in the Olympics? worthy of course because i mean, think it it means like uh, 10 times more money for every federation um so more money for federation means uh, more tournaments paid for the athletes um so more pro players and not like uh, semi pro players who got to work uh, besides pool so they can focus on on the on that um i mean i i know many um Olympic athletes, you know, and I know what they earn for money and how easy it's for them to have like three, four K per month for doing nothing, you know, just being in the Olympic team. Um, I mean, of course, first you have to qualify for it. I mean, that's that's tough, of course. Um, but uh, as soon as you're there, I think uh, it's definitely worth it. Well, you, well, you're describing that you want it to be there and why you want it to be there, but that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't mean it's worthy of being there, right? Is it as worthy of being well, there as, let's say, uh, curling or badminton? You know, all these other kind of all these other kind of goofy <laughs> sports. Well, cur curling is in, or what? What do you mean? Well, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm saying that those sports are in yeah. there. Do you think pool yeah. obviously is not? Do you think that? that pool is worthy of it being as like an organization of, of pool in general. Obviously it's a worldwide uh, sport and there's a lot of, there's a lot of countries yeah. that could field a team, which is amazing. But does that justify belonging there? Yeah. But can you tell me wh where do you go curling? If you want to go curling, wh where do you go? Actually, there's a, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Cause I wouldn't know where to look. <laughs> well, I'm from I'm from Wisconsin, and we actually it's cold here, so we actually have a curling rink that's yeah. uh, like 15, 15. Basically, it's one giant bar because everybody that goes there gets just yeah. super hammered. But apparently, it's like uh, we actually have uh, not this last not this Winter Olympics, but the Winter Olympics before that, we actually had a team in the Olympics from Madison, and yeah. a, a couple. I have a couple of mutual friends that uh, know them, and they basically are like dads that just want to go out and get hammered every single mm -hmm. week and get away from their wives and that and then they <laughs> ended up being in the olympics like that <laughs> it's the funniest yeah. thing ever yeah and they actually talked no. to them afterwards they said uh they said that the, the people that competed in the olympics they ended up taking i don't know they ended up meddling or something like that and they're like uh it's kind of weird curling while sober we didn't really know how to do it <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean it's 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 tough. I don't know what the what the rules are even to to get in. I think the the country who's doing the the Olympics can can choose a, a sport, right? That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, because Japan picked. Uh, I think Japan picked uh, skateboarding as one of theirs. Yeah. So actually, we should hope for for a country that or where pole is quite famous. So maybe Korea or the something. But it was actually in Korea. <laughs> And uh, but I think it's a long way to go. I don't think we can get into. But I heard we were in the last eight sports. I don't know. La- last time, and they picked three. They picked I think surfing, we, surfing, break dancing, break dance. Is that um, right? Break I dancing for Yeah, break dancing is yeah, an yeah. Olympic sport now. Wow. I mean, Mike, you, you you look like a little bit of a break dancer. I give me give me a cardboard. You know, I might be able to break down a little bit. <laughs> big old speaker, big old speaker yeah, on your yeah. shoulder. Hey, I'm an '80s kid, uh, man. So I'm I, I'm I I know how how, how that goes. <laughs> yeah, you're that old. Funny because... How old are you, Mike? I'm 35, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Old. Um, I'm gonna start calling you Jim. Which is funny because like like break dancing is not even a sport in Austria. You know, it's it's like art. Dancing is is like art in Austria, you know. So it's funny that that those sports get into uh, Olympics, but I think there are enough people out there who also think, well, pool is not a sport, you know. Well, Nate's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) I I just I just want when pool goes into the if if and when pool goes into the Olympics. I just want there to be actual traction that can come from it. I don't want I don't want the pool going into the Olympics and somebody, you know, somebody from Zimbabwe watches it and they're like, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. I want to play pool. Let's go try to watch pool. Oh, wait, where do I watch it? Because there's nothing that exists. Right. I mean, Matchroom is making huge strides in this. But, you know, at the end of the like five years ago, if just imagine somebody in uh, Tunisia or something like that that wants to get interested in pool. What's the outlet? It's very easy to find something for baseball or for well, but it's growing lacrosse. though because the the, the yeah. calendar is getting more full now, Correct. more organized now, more Correct. you know not just on the nine ball side of things, but the ten ball, you know where you can find you can find places and like to what Alvin said, you can also find locations anywhere anywhere in the world to go and play Q sports. Um, I'm curious, Alvin, sport. like how hard has it been for a guy like you? to buy into Matchroom's vision, you know, I know now it's easier because you can literally see a calendar, right? And you can see it every month of where you're going to go and, and um, all over the world. But, you know, when Nate was talking about five years ago, how tough was it then to like say, okay, yeah, sure. You know, I'll, 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 I'll I'll take the leap of faith. And Emily's watching. (laughs) (laughs) No, of course it, it it was rough, you know. Before, only with the with the Euro tours and a bunch of tournaments, uh, it was a rough calendar, um, and you didn't really know. Okay, should I go there? Because um, it was like China Open we had back in the days. We had the World Nine Ball in Doha. Uh, we had, I think, once the Kuwait Open, um, and that was pretty much it. And uh, so I think uh, having Matchroom back uh, was. I think the best thing we ever had in pool or probably in the last 15, 20 years. Um, so seeing now Emily who, you know, puts all the hard work in it and it's not only pool what she does, you know, she has so many different sports is, is behind Metro and uh, the, the hard work she, she does for, for pool, especially uh, with the UK open. I think the, the European Open or whatever it's called, the US Open. You got the PLP, you got the World Cup of Pool, World Pool Masters, Moscone Cup, you know. And uh, that's just uh, crazy. I mean, I think no one would have ever thought that Pool uh, could get back on track um, because it was quite lost, I would say, um, because the World Nine Ball in Doha was just, I think, boring to watch for pretty much everyone. And now it's it's just I think exciting for everyone to see pole again. I agree yeah. with you because I I stayed up many a nights watching watching the world championships on the internet, watching China Opens, which actually I like the China Opens because mm. it, the, the the competition has 
you know, is, is yeah. pretty fierce out there. How how um are you looking forward to seeing the Chinese and Taiwanese players come back after you know not seeing them around, you know, in, in, in tournaments for the last couple of years? What are your thoughts on that, if any? Do you really think I missed them? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say what that's the response I want to know, Alvin. <laughs> I, I actually want to thank them for not coming. You know? <laughs> I love I mean, it. I mean, I kind of have to. I mean, uh, I won uh, four tournaments in, in 12 months, and I think I only played maybe two Asian players, you know, in, in all tournaments. What, what, are, three. what are those four tournaments? Because I'm <clears throat> counting four, but I'm not, you know, where's the VG10? The CLP? Oh, sorry, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah yeah i was i was thinking five but i just wanted to make but sure vg was it was it 2020 or 2021 oh you're hurting nate's feelings i think it was, no, it was 20 it was 2021 it was uh right after the new year okay um sorry yeah five yeah it's, it's all good no yeah. it wasn't the it wasn't the vg 10 that you forgot about it was the it was the world championship right you forgot to count the world championship no, I said uh, CLP, World Nine Ball, International, oh. and the POP. I was hoping that you remember the VG10, but you forgot the World yeah. Championship. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, true. <laughs> okay, so no, I mean, of of course, it would be nice to see them back at the table again. You know, I mean, uh, because it has like a strange taste uh, when you win the World Nine Ball and you see a bunch of people posting. Yeah, that was the weakest world nine ball we ever saw blah 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 with the with no chinese or taiwanese and whatever there um but you know i don't i don't really care i mean you, you still gotta win the tournament i mean i had a tough draw i played many many good players and uh in the end the title is the title so i don't really care but of course i would like to see them again well it's your second it's your second world championship and that term kind of gets thrown around loosely when guys get introduced, you know, world champion, but you've won that thing two times, but it was a big stretch in between. Like, how do you stay consistent, Alvin? How do you stay, you know, through all that time, win one here and win one there, and you probably, I mean, this was your best year all those years later from your first one. Um, well, you you got to believe in yourself, and you always got to see. But the... you've been known to get on tilt. You've been known to, you know, get a little, get a little off there at times. No, of course, of course. We we just talked about it today. Uh, that uh, even if I'm, if you look at me sitting in the chair and I look like uh, I don't care anymore, I just want to go home. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm still giving hundred percent when I'm back at the table. You know, I can I can. It's like a switch. I can turn on or off uh, as soon as my opponent makes a mistake or lets me back to the table. For whatever reason and uh, of course it doesn't work always um but uh i would say mostly you do a good job so, of it, man yeah so there are seemingly there are dozens of different formats at this point uh you have of course like your us open where you play a qualifier to a single elimination you have your derby city classic where you know you have you have these kind of buy-ins with random draws. Mm. Uh, you have the PLP formats. You have just the standard double elimination. You have the standard single elimination. You have like the double elimination that's a, you know, a single final. There are so many different types of formats out there now at this point in the game of pool. Which one do you think is your favorite and why? Uh, favorite? I mean, if, uh, if I look at the tournaments I won, then it's probably double elimination till last. 32 in the single elimination, but I think the most fair uh, format is double elimination till the final. I think uh, that's the most fair uh, format which we had before at the US International. Um, but I was actually kind of glad that they changed it and also changing the break rule to, uh, to alternate break. Yeah. You like the alternate break better than, than being able to hit your opponent with packages and let's say like a race to seven or nine. Yeah, of course it's nice when you hit your opponent, but uh, that also can happen to you, you know, and then you <laughs> think, Oh, <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's bullshit. You know? Um, no, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I won with alternate break. I won with uh, winner's break. 
it's tough, you know. It also depends on the break. I think winner's break with the one on the spot uh, might be a little bit too easy um, and uh, can really hurt you. But I think like at the international with the break box, I think then it's it's fair to say you play with the winner's break. Should pro players be allowed to rack the balls for themselves? No. Or maybe just Would you no like Americans. to expand? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, it, it just looks unprofessional. I think, to be honest, um, if, if you wreck yourself and we saw a bunch of pictures from last year from the World Temple where someone wrecked up like a ball higher um, or he in nine ball, he leaves a gap on the very last ball with the nine on the spot. <clears throat> so I think there should be always a ref wrecking and uh, with template, I would say, because with the uh, wooden rack, it makes no sense to have a referee there. But uh, with template, I think it's it's totally fine and fair to both players. Well, yeah, I think I think the 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 breaking is going to be the big the big issue that Matrim is going to end up always having because, uh, I mean, at least until they get like a proper, uh, full collage of professional referees that know how to rack the balls. The biggest complaint I hear from players about the the Predator Tour at this at this point is that the referees that they have can't rack the balls, or at least not all of them. And so you're going to end up getting, you know, you'll in a race of four, if you get slugged twice and your opponent gets two good racks, which is very, very possible to happen, it makes it super, super difficult to be able to fade that and still be able to win in a race to four. What's your response to that, go. Alvin? Because that, that's, 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 that's a great point. Yeah. At the last breath of 10 ball, I had to go into a shootout against a, I don't know, 400 Fargo rated player <laughs> because he did 110 on the break and played two combos. I made one mistake and I lost 4 2 or 4 3 in the second set. I had to go into a shootout because just the, the refs couldn't wreck. And, but, it doesn't matter if the refs cannot wreck, but then you have to change the rules. So it doesn't matter if they make the 10 on the break. For sure. You, you know, can't have you, the 10 ball go on the break. if Yeah. Yeah. The, the 10 ball can never count when two refs uh, who have no clue about wrecking are wrecking because it gives the ref too much power to decide a match. But isn't that part of like the randomness of sport, the Wildman, whenever you have referees involved? Because it, it pick a sport where you have judgment calls being made, basketball, yeah. football, whatever, you know? Okay, but they also look back. Uh, they have, what is it called? Uh, uh, Replay? The Hawkeye in, in tennis, and uh, they got the, all the screens also in, in NHL, in NFL. where they, Right, they look but in tennis, if you lose your challenge, you can't go and... and and uh, uh, disputed. No, anymore. of course, but uh, you can challenge. Well, what are you doing when your opponent makes twice the ten ball on the break? <laughs> Not what are you watching them rack again? Going on yeah, watching yeah. them rack again. Say, can say thank you and sit down. You know, mm -hmm. and that's just. I think it gives him too much power to decide a match. Yeah. What I mean, even Darren Appleton in the chat says uh, none of them can rack. So, yeah, there seems I mean, to be a, the, the, there seems to be a gripe. There were days where I think every two minutes there was the 10 ball being made on the break or it just uh, was in front of the pocket, you know, after the break. And that shouldn't happen. I mean, we're that's a professional uh, tour. I mean, of course, amateur players are there, but some players are flying from Europe there to play a race to four and then maybe lose because the opponent gets uh, three times the 10 on the break. You know, and that just shouldn't happen. I will say this. When I played Mika at the Wisconsin one, uh, his 10 ball ended up over the bottom left corner, uh, two racks in a row, and then he broke the 10 ball, and it's the only reason he won. Nate, 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 you yeah. were dead money, my man. You I were believe dead money you. heading into it. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to break your heart, man, but you were dead money. You know, leading into it. <laughs> I, 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 missed, I missed a dumb eight ball, or I'd have been up 3 1 in the first set. <laughs> and I missed a dumb nine ball in the second. I could set see Mika rolling his eyes from here. He's rolling his eyes as you say that. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. 
I'm how do you like hundred that has a chance of beating Albin? <laughs> how I do you like these? Um, <laughs> how do you like these rankings, Albin, and how they're going to work? You know, going into twenty three, it being more based off of performance. I mean, a guy like you who just wins everything, maybe you don't got to go and worry about it, right? But just overall looking into the sport, what do, what what are your thoughts about it? I mean, the the rankings are all over the place right now. I mean, you you got a a ten ball ranking, you got a Matchroom ranking, you got a Moscone ranking, you, then somewhere you got a WPA ranking, which doesn't count for anything, I believe. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Um, <laughs> so I don't. Yeah, I, I like what what Matchroom did with the with the uh, world ranking, uh, and they also take it for the for their big tournaments. Of course, I can see a reason why Predator did uh, their own thing with the Predator Tour, with the Predator Ranking, but it also doesn't really count for anything. Um, only counts for the World 10 Ball. So I think it's a little bit too much right now. I mean, there, I don't know if there should be a World Ranking or Matchroom World Ranking and a WPA Ranking. So what's the difference between them? Yeah, I have, I have no Wouldn't clue. It be wouldn't it be great if the WPA actually did their job well enough to where you don't need all these things? Wouldn't that be awesome? No, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> that was all the comment I mean, we needed from you, Alvin. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking for a friend, you know. Wouldn't it yeah, be great? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I think that, that was pretty much the biggest issue why uh, we had so many problems in the past years, you know. I think... Uh, contracts uh, with the promoters were were signed uh, which shouldn't have been signed you know they just did what, whatever they wanted to do they the prize money was going up down up down um every year so i think with matchroom having back on the team and you know and uh, improving every year and doing better and you know it's not only they bring new tournaments they always really think about what can they do better at some tournaments like the clp last year they saw okay the worst case happened someone played 52 matches we got to change that um and uh, so emily really thinks about it and also of course her team i give them big credit for for those kind of things um but yeah the the last couple of years i think the federation was was just all over the place and made many many wrong decisions and honestly, they're willing to change in the moment as well, which which I, I like to see. When they have something, you know, they saw how slow Eklund was playing his matches last year in the CLP. And on day three, they enforced a shot clock. I mean, they're yeah. willing to change in the moment. They're willing to learn. Uh, I, I think I think they waited till day three. I'm pretty sure on that. Because I think the first day was like 12 hours or something like that. The second day was like 11. And then it went down to like upper nines. Or, yeah. Neither here nor there. Yeah, it could be. could be. Yeah. But uh but I mean, they're willing to—they're willing to admit mistakes. They're willing to grow from them, and they're willing to, you know, try to make it as best as they possibly can. Not only for the players, without giving in to them, because of course, if you know, if if they listen to the players all the time, the the formats would be completely different, right? <laughs> you just can't go with the players all the time. But but still, I think I have never been asked asked um, what I prefer. You know. And, and I think that was one of the biggest problems that the players never uh, were involved in, in decisions. I think once we, we signed, if we want nine ball on the spot or one ball on the spot, I think uh, that was from the WPA. I think 80% signed for nine on the spot and next year we played one on the spot. It's crazy. Go America. <laughs> so um, I think it's it's rough. Uh, to only ask people who are not really involved into the game and never ask any player for, for their opinion, you, you know. I mean, there are players who have been on the tour for 120 years like Darren. And uh, <laughs> so, oh, of course, he sometimes, of course, he thinks he has the, the issue for every problem. Uh, or, but... Uh, it's it's tough, you know. I think they they should in, involve the players more into their uh, decisions. <laughs> well, Alvin, you you defended one title this year. The World Championships are coming up. Are we going to see you defend another one? That would be crazy. I mean, I'm I'm coming 
almost straight from Vegas uh, to London, so it's gonna be a rough one. Um, I know already if I'm if I'm out of the ten ball early, I'm going straight back home, preparing for World Nine ball. Um, but of course, I, I want to defend it. Um, I'm I'm super ready. I'm super excited for it. Uh, I think this year we play on diamond tables. Maybe it could be a little bit different to last year, but uh, I think Asian or Asian players are still not there, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I mean, I have I had so many close matches last year that could have gone either way, and uh, yeah. Oh, might have lost him. Maybe he's getting a phone call or something. He's just dodging More questions. Effort, Alvin. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want to talk about. It. He doesn't want to talk about it. I think it's because he knew that it's it... the WPA call, and they heard his response. Yeah, that, that's what it is. That's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a... no. He he has no chance of uh, doing anything in the World Nine Ball. He already sold it out. He's gonna win the U.S. Open this year. He already said. Mm, I don't know, man. I like the you know the sound of a World Championship has a ring to it, but I get you know you want to get all the ones that you haven't won yet and he's running out of the ones he hasn't won yet. So uh, is there anybody, is there anybody in history of pool? I mean, this is a, this is a, well here. Perfect. We got him back. This is like a perfect question. Is there somebody, is there somebody in pool who basically has won every single major title, you know, world eight ball, world nine ball, world 10 ball, us open. I suppose probably Darren, right? Maybe. I, I believe so. I think last time we had a discussion uh, with at Moscone Cup at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we talked about it with with Carl, and uh, uh, it was a little a little fight actually. No, well, it was a little yeah fight. Let's say was this last um, year? Uh, yeah, yeah. About uh, at the second bar we went to. Much, uh, yeah, we went to Glasgow after the the Moscone Cup and uh there we had a yeah. party and uh yeah I was there yeah and at 5 a.m or something we we talked about it uh and uh it was quite funny yeah and uh, I think Carl mentioned that he won nine ball eight ball ten ball world games US Open uh I don't know what else straight pool of course I think he won mm-hmm. world championships in every discipline Carl has? No, Darren. Oh, I was gonna say. Carl, said, Carl told me. No, yeah, Carl oh, okay. won eight ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, Darren, Darren's in a in a class, and and uh, you know, you're you're certainly getting there. It seems like with all your achievements, you know, and seeing Darren go and have a resurgence of his career has been been nothing short of fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, it's twenty two is off to a great start for you, Alvin. You know, and and what what inspires me is hearing you go and say, I just landed, and then I'm still getting up at 8 in the morning to go and and, uh, and train and not going and just celebrating. Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's no need to celebrate. I'm, I'm not a big uh, drinker anymore. <laughs> uh, since I have a kid, of course, uh, I think it's, it's just a different life I'm living um, since becoming a father. And... Uh, well, of course, sometimes I have a celebration like after the World Nine Ball or Moscone Cup, of course. But sometimes it's just there's just no time, you know, uh, because if I go drinking, I need at least two days to recover uh, where I actually <laughs> could go for practice, you know, and, and prepare for Temple. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that that to me sounds like a professional. I've been hearing I've been hearing a lot of the same stuff out of Jason lately, too. I think that uh, Jason is, you know, with the pool room and, you know, becoming a father for the second time, I think that there's, there's um, levels of, I don't, I don't want to say growing up because it has such a, a negative kind con- um, of connotation to it, but maybe it's just a new level of focus that you guys are getting that it, it's, you know, we just don't, I don't see, I don't think that we see that in the U S players. I just don't, I, I mean, Mike, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, do you see this level of focus and professionalism in any U.S. players these days? Well, I mean, Tyler comes to mind. You know, Shane's work ethic has been has been talked about, but I I don't think he's got that same. We're that talking same about discipline. now. I would. Yeah, yeah, Tyler now, now. yeah, now. now, now I don't think Shane does. Shane wants to go fishing, and I get it. You know, you've already yeah. done so <laughs> many so many things in the sport. You know, yeah. um, no, I mean, it's tough. It 
It really is. But there's but there's only but a I, few guys that really treat it like that level of professionalism. To be honest, I think it all also started uh, because it's way too easy for Americans to earn money with gambling. So I think their mindset is just different. Yeah, it's true. It really is. That's what I believe. Well, there's always there's always going to be somebody on the other side of that gamble. No, of of course, of course, but they <laughs> could have so many more matches than they have actually right now. Yeah. I mean, they're playing for for money, which is incredible. You know, I mean, you got like at the Derby City, uh, Shane Walford against Chris Reinhold, uh, Reinhold, and you think, wow, I mean, it's just crazy amount of money. You know, um, I, I got to win one major for it. Um, and he plays like six hours, five hours. I don't know. Depends on <laughs> yeah. the race. Or uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good question, Jacob. Yeah, did, I should, did I should you, have you signed. Did you bring it from the? Did you bring it from the toilet? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. What desire, if any, do you got in going well, and getting actually, a big Mike, gambling Mike, match? Hold on, album? hold on. Oh, do you honestly want to hear the answer to that, Albin? Was that rhetorical? No, I don't think so. He knows the answer. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Now, I was to say, what what desire, if any, do you got to go and maybe play a decent, decent sized money game if you were to go and get staked in it? Would you be open to it? Actually, we were already in the discussion about it. I heard. Uh, yeah, and uh, well, he actually didn't uh, re- reply uh, me anymore in the end. Um, I mean. He said that uh, I could play Shane or maybe Skyler, um, which was okay for me with nine ball. But uh, then he actually told me that no one would stack Skyler or Shane against me in nine ball, which was hard to believe, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And uh, so he said, I can decide between playing Shane 10 ball and Skyler. Mm. Uh, well, uh seven foot <laughs> negative and negative no and hell no so um <laughs> there was no chance for me so with, with a decent <clears throat> match you know um I, w- I would definitely try you know i mean I, I never did in my life so i was i was always looking forward uh how would i compete in that kind of a match you know and uh, how would i feel um but uh never really happened well we got to make it happen someday still yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there oh, was one I, guy I would, who asked would... me to play Fedor, but I would never play against a friend or teammate. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's just crazy. Yeah, I would I would like to see you and Sky play some ten ball. Why not big table ten ball? Yeah, I'm I'm open for it. Against Sky, yeah, I think it's it's a good game. You know, I think Alvin's a small. Sh- I think Alvin's yeah. a favorite, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean. Don't don't even don't even talk to Shane about ten ball. Don't even mention ten ball around Shane. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. But the game matters, and I mean you're smart though because and and the games do make a difference. You know those little subtleties in whether it's a table or a template versus a wood or rack or whatever. Like all those things make a, a huge huge difference. No, of course. I mean I have no no clue how to to rack the balls with the rack, and uh, I think I will. Definitely not not learning in a couple of weeks and and know what I'm doing there, and uh, playing Shane ten ball. I think I, I know my break is way not good enough to to play him on a race to 120, maybe a race to 17 or 21, but for sure not over three four days. I think that's that I would kill myself. <laughs> You're either gonna have to have really really tight pockets or really really loose pockets. Yeah, Shane ain't playing on a tight table. He's playing on you don't a want four be, and a half. You don't want to be playing <laughs> it on four and a quarter or even four. I think if you get, I think you get three and seven eighths or something like that. That uh, Shane's break oh, kind of goes out the, kind of goes out mm. the window. Not, of course, all the way, but I mean, it's you know when you're when you're no longer getting three balls a pop on average. So, mm. but it'd be interesting yeah. out. Yeah, well. Uh, Alvin, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we, we've had you for about an hour now. We don't want to eat up your entire night, but we really appreciate no, you joining fun. on and chatting with us. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. 
congratulations, and, uh, buddy. We'll see you in Vegas. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I'm, I'm there at the same time. Nate, you, Nate, you, you got a spot or? <laughs> what, are, what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> Come on now. I, I, I won. I won one match of pool last month. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you. the same like uh, Eklund did at the PLP. <laughs> oh, we're gonna clip that out and we're gonna f check yeah. it out on the social medias here Shots pretty soon. Fired. Shots <laughs> I think, fired. I think if you if you would have bet on being Eklund last in the group, I think you would have made a million. For sure. Yeah. Out of ten dollars, probably. So you're, no you're one, no one could believe, <clears throat> including oh, himself. Man. He was yeah, he was yeah, so of course, of he course. was so disin he was so disinterested he wouldn't even wake up to play. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah that's oh, true. That was that was oh, tough. Oh. <laughs> on that on that note, we'll see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Same time next month, Alvin, when you snap off the uh, the ten ball. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Not, nothing easier than that. <laughs> Take care, guys. All right. Bye bye. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye.